In the previous year of this week, we discussed the sugya of malpractice, of tabachum and shakilkel, an expert shochet who damages the animal he's shechting, renders it non-kosher, and maradina l'shulchani v'nim someone who shows a dinar to a shulchani, he's considering accepting the dinar from someone else, he asks the shulchani, is this a good dinar? The shulchani assures him it is, he accepts it, v'nim turns out it's not a good dinar, the client has no recourse and suffers a loss, and we discussed the various rules governing when liability for malpractice exists in these and similar scenarios. In this share, we discussed the question of whether one who commits malpractice is liable when liability exists as a mazik, as a tortfeasor, or as a shomer, as a custodian. As we shall see, there are significant ramifications to this question. As we noted, one of the cases of malpractice discussed by the Gemara is Tabach Uman Shekilkel, a shochet whose malpractice consists of rendering the animal he shechting non-kosher, so some of these halachas are discussed in Yerdea, in Al Cheshchita. And there's a major machlok sakronim about the following scenario. The halacha is, a shochet is supposed to check the knife he's using for shechita before and after performing shechita, to make sure the knife is not pogum. Even if the knife was shown as sholem in the first bedika, if after performing shechita, the, the bedika he does then shows the knife as pogum, then the animal is considered non-kosher misafik. We don't know when the pogima occurred, it could have occurred in the mafrekes, in the neck bone of the animal, after the shechita sasimanim occurred, in which case the shechita was done with a good knife and the behemoth is kosher, but it also could have occurred in the beginning of the shechita, before he shechted the simanim. In that case, the shechita was done with a knife that was pagum, and the behemoth is non-kosher. So misafik, we say that the animal is non-kosher. If a shochet shechts multiple animals, one after another, and does a bedika before the first, and a second bedika after the last, and the second bedika shows that the knife is pogum. In this scenario, we say that all the animals are considered non-kosher misafik on similar grounds. We don't know when the pagimba occurred. It could have occurred in the mafrekes after the shechita sasimanim of the last animal, but it also could have occurred all the way in the beginning, even before the shechita sasimanim of the first animal. So again, misafik, we say that all the animals are non-kosher. Consequently, it is recommended that the shochet, where practical, should check the knife between every pair of animals, which minimizes the, the downside of having to consider a bunch of animals non-kosher. But if he doesn't and finds a pegim at the end, then all the animals that he shechted since the last pedika that found the knife shalem, all the animals are considered non-kosher. So the Akronim argued about the following scenario. A shochet is shechting for someone else, shechts multiple animals for him, only does the pedika before the first and only one other pedika after the last, finds, sure enough, a pegima, all the animals are non-kosher misafik, what is the liability of the shochet? Is he liable for all these animals? Because he could have done bedikas more often and perhaps avoided the problem? Or not? Or is he not liable? The Levush says he's liable. The Levush says even if he shechted bechinam, he wasn't paid. If he chose not to do bedikas between every pair of animals and then found a pegima at the end, all the animals are usher. The shochet is chayah for negligence. Chayah for all of them except one, except the last one. He says one animal was inevitable because the, even had you checked between every single pair of animals, Still, whenever you found the pegima, one animal was non-kosher. The last animal was non-kosher. But for the, so that one animal, you're not chayef for it. But for the rest of them, you are chayef. Taz disagrees. The Taz has various objections to this ruling of the Levush. For our purposes, we're going to focus on the Taz's objection that this is not Dina de Garmi. This does not qualify as Dina de Garmi. The Taz seems to assume that the liability here is because of the halacha of Dina de Garmi, that even indirect hezek is Chayev when it meets the criteria of Dina de Garmi. Do we show him tell us to be considered Dina de Garmi? 
it has to be bari hazeka. The hazek has to be a certain consequence of the negligence or of the, the bad behavior of the mazik, and it has to be nasimiyad. The hazek has to occur immediately, immediately subsequent to the mazik's action. Neither of those two conditions is satisfied here. It's not bari. When the shochet did his negligent act of not checking the knife, it wasn't bari. Maybe the knife would turn out to be okay. Also, enomiyad doesn't happen right away. When you don't check the knife, the behemoth is not immediately non-kosher. You have to first act with it. It doesn't happen until afterward. That's not miyad, and therefore this does not meet the criteria of Dina de Garmi. So even if the Shokhet was negligent, he would not be chayev, the Taz says, this, because this does not fall under the rubric of Dina de Garmi. Nikudas Akasif disagrees. He says, Dina de Garmi is the wrong paradigm here, he says. This is mazik biyadayim. When you take a knife, which turns out to be pogum, and you shek with that knife, you just kill the animal, in a manner which is not a kosher shechita, you, you, you damage that animal, he says. That's not dina degami, that's mazik biyadayim. These criteria of bari hezeka and hezek nasimiyad, those criteria don't apply to mazik biyadayim. So you're chayev. There's nothing to do with dina degami. Tvuashar disagrees. Tvuashar says the hezek is b'shev al by not checking the knife. He doesn't understand why the taz calls the, why the shach, why the nekudas akasif is calling this mazik biyadayim. Nevertheless, he says, though, despite that, he says that, that even though uh, the Kesef's objection is, is not cogent, he says the Taz maybe would seem to be correct, that it's more like, it's more like Rama and Garmi, and, it would have to, and the Taz, therefore, is plausible that it would have to meet the criteria for Dina de Garmi. However, he says, it's still a bad analogy for a different reason, he says. Because in our case, even if it's not Bari Hezeka, and it's not Nasimiyad, you're Chayev. Why, he says? Because Mazik, forget... Grama, Garmi, Mazik Biyadayim. Mazik is entirely the wrong paradigm in our case, he says. We're not dealing with Mazik at all. We're dealing with Shomer, he says. He's a Shliach and a Shomer. The Shochet, a professional who's providing a service, a Shochet, is considered a Shomer, a custodian of the owner of the animal. And he has to look out for the interest of the owner. And the, the, every Shomer, every Shomer, he's not Chayev just if he damages the animal. He's Chayev when he's negligent and allows the animal to come to harm, he says. That's the... Yechayev for that itself. That itself. The Gemara talks about a case of a shepherd. It says that there was there was a shepherd who took who had custody of an animal. The animal had damage to its uh, to its teeth, to its uh, to its mouth, and couldn't eat properly, so it died. So it says he couldn't just save the animal. That if an animal doesn't have teeth, it's not going to survive. They didn't have uh, they couldn't give it an intravenous, but he could have made they could have made sure to shecht it. And that's all the shomer's responsibility. And even in a case where the animal wasn't worth that much, we'll discuss this more soon. He could have made sure, he, if he notified the owner, the owner could have gone back to the person who sold them the animal and gotten their money back. So all that the Shomer is chayev for. We, this is not Mazik Biyadayim, this is not Dina Degarmi, this is Shomer. A Shomer is responsible to make sure that the property entrusted to his care is safe, and therefore he's, he's supposed to be careful, and therefore he's chayev as a Shomer. And then he brings a Marshal who says that, the, that, that, that when a Shochet uh, is matrif an animal, it's a, it's a question of hezik she'en or nikr, and the marshal says that if it's, uh, that, that really it's, a, it's an issue of hezik she'en or nikr, but, but, but in the in marshal's case, he says it's actually hezik nikr. But the marshal seems to assume that, that we're not dealing with shomer, that, that we have to be able to mechaev you as a mazik, and with the rules of hezik, of hezik nikr and ener nikr. So you see, Lachari says that the chiv of a shochet is not because of negligence and shmira, it's because of mazik. So he says, no, he says, the marshal is talking, talking about a case Someone who's not a shomer, someone who has no custodial responsibility, someone walked over unsolicited to his uh, to his, to someone else's animal and shechted it. He has no dina shomer; he's just a mazik. So, as a mazik, we have to discuss whether it's hezek nicker 
or not, he says. But if you're a shochet who has custodial responsibilities because you accepted care of the animal from the owner, he says, then you're a shomer. It wouldn't matter if it's hezek nicker. Furthermore, he says, even uh, even if we'll say that the even if we'll say that a shomer also has to the, the animal has to be considered hezek nicker, he says. Our case as well will be called hezek nicker, he says, because if the shechita didn't work, then it's hezek nicker, he says, since he didn't. Uh, since he didn't do what he's supposed to do, he didn't check the knife, it turned out the shechita was, even if we can't see the head physically, the damage to the, to the animal, he says, but this is, the shechita didn't work, and it's a trefa, that's called hazik nicker, he says, so therefore you'd be chayev, but the bottom line is, it's what Shar says, the chayev here is because of, the chayev here is because of, of shomer, he might be chayev as mazik also, he doesn't get into that, but, but he says it, it goes beyond mazik. Even in cases where you wouldn't be a mazik, the Taz, is argu- the, the, the Taz was arguing that there's no din mazik here because it's not bari hazeka, and it's not hezek miyad, so it's not din Zagarmi. Doesn't matter, the Tuashar says, here the chayev is shomer. Shomer has much, a much, more, much broader range of possibility to mechayev him, even in cases where there'd be no din mazik. Now the Divriya Cheskel on the sugya has a big problem. He says that he doesn't understand the, the liability of Maradin Lashulchani. He says, Tabachum and Shekilkel, he says, is the we, we, most we shown in Paskin that when it comes to Tabach, Yechayev, that, that the Gemara says, Yechayev, even an Uman is Chayev if he did a Peschar, if he was paid, Patr Bechinam. And most we shown him say the same distinction occurs, the same distinction applies to Maradin Lashulchani between Chinam and Schar. Says the Divriya Cheskel, I don't understand. What difference is there when it comes to Maradin Lashulchani, the case of the money changer? What difference is there between Bechinam and Schar? There's no Din Mazik there, he says. That's why you're Patra Bechinam. So you're not a Mazik. If you're not a Mazik, why are you Chayab Schar, he says. Schar, I understand. Schar means if you're a Shomer, a Shomer has a higher, a higher degree of liability because he's getting paid. But Maradin Lashulchani, he says, what Din Shomer is there? We just saw the Tuashar who says that, the, that when it comes to a Shochet, a Shochet can be a Shomer. Fine, a shochet is a shomer. He has an animal. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be careful about the animal. Maradin l'shulchani says, "What's uh, what's he a shomer on?" The guy asked him, "Is this diner good?" It turned out the diner was not good. The diner was actually worthless. He, he, that, that what is he chayev for? He, he, what damage did he cause? It's true that the, the balance sheet of the client is injured, is impaired. But what is he a shomer on? What property did, did what property of the what property of the client can he be said to be a shomer on? So he says there is a way to learn. He says. That it's possible to learn the chiyav is really mazik, and that the, the difference between bechinam and beschar when you get paid, the chiyav of mazik itself, he says, uh, is, is heightened that, that you're no longer considered an onus. That bechinam, you're potter as a mazik because you're an onus gomer. But if I pay you, forget shomer. If I pay you, then your responsibility to avoid being a mazik goes up, and then the chiyav is mazik. We could learn like that that the chiyav of maradin l'shulchani is mazik, not shomer. But when you're getting paid, then you have a heightened chiyav of mazik. It's possible to learn like that, he says. But there are Rishonim who learn the Chiyav Shomer. He says, Rambam, the Tor Shulchan Aruch, it's Mashma, that the Chiyav Shomer. That's why they bring the Halach and Elcha Shomer. And there are other Rishonim, as we noted earlier, the Riva and the Ramban, who say that there is no Din Mazik at all when you're working for someone else. When you have, when you're working with someone else's property in an authorized way on his behalf, there's no Din Mazik at all. The only Chiyav that's available, that's available to us is Shomer. So how on earth, he says, is there a Din Shomer on Maradin Lashulchani? What are you a Shomer on? The Dinar itself was worthless. And the, the client suffered a loss because, uh, because he accepted a payment for a debt or something like that, or payment for goods. But what are you a shomer on? The, what, what, what property of the, of, the, of, of the client came to harm because of you? Tzarechi and Gadol. How on earth can we apply a paradigm of shomer to Maradin Lashulchani? He doesn't know. He says Tzarechi and Gadol. Now, Avnei Nezer deals with a similar question. 
Avner says, yes, actually there is. Actually, we can apply the paradigm of Shomer to Maradin Lashulchan. The Avnezer brings a Ramah on the Sugi of Malpractice. The Shulchan Aruch and the, most of the Poskim don't seem to accept the Ramah Lahalacha, but the Ramah says that if, the, that, that if you want the Tabak to be Chayev, if you want to make sure that you're insured by, for malpractice, you should give the Tabak a dinar, give it to him in advance of the Shechita, pay him the dinar in advance to make sure that you're liable. It's not enough to, simply, to make sure that he's liable. It's not enough to simply promise him the dinar because you don't have a Kenyan, because the Tabak is not making a Kenyan. And a shomer needs a kinyan, and uh, if you give him money, the money, the money itself is, is considered schar and makes him chayev. But without a kinyan, and without money be changing hands in advance, the Ramah says there's no liability. Says Daphne Nazar, if the Ramah needs you to make some kind of kinyan or, or for money to change hands to be chayev as a shomer, obviously he's assuming it's not mazik. Because, uh, because, if, because if there's mazik, there's no kinyan. Mazik is not a contractual obligation. There's no kinyan to be chayev for mazik. So obviously he's assuming you're not a mazik. You're an onus. There's no din mazik, he says. The only chiyav left is shomer. If it's shomer, he says, then how does that apply to maradin l'shulchani? Maradin l'shulchani, also the post can say there's a distinction, as the Devriah Cheskel noted, between bechinam and b'schar. And maradin l'shulchani, there is no uh, pashtus, like the Devriah Cheskel said, there's no din shomer. So if there's no din shomer, uh, then, then, then what, what difference does it make? What does is, schar is matter, he says? If, if schar is... Uh, if, if you're chayev, you're chayev. If it's dina degarmi, you're chayev. If not, not. What does what chayev have to do with anything? So he brings the Gemara of the Bakra, of the shepherd, that the Tuashar brought as well. The Gemara says that the, the shepherd of the owner, of the, the shepherd who is watching, supposed to be watching the animal, of the owner of the animal, is chayev if the animal didn't eat and died because he should have kept an eye on the animal. He pays for the entire value of the animal. The post can point out, the animal wasn't worth that much because it had to be shechted immediately. The animal is terminal. It can't survive without uh, mandibles, without mouth parts. So it's, uh, the animal's going to die. It's not worth all that much. Nevertheless, the post can say, the bakra is chayev for the entire amount that the owner of the animal paid for the animal, the Yisomim were the owners of the animal in that case, certain orphans, because had he given them back the animal, they could have brought it back to their supplier for a full refund. So if they paid $1,000, even though now that it turns out the animal has no teeth, the animal's only worth 500 because it has to be shafted immediately, but they could have gotten the full 1000 back. And he would have had to pay them back the full purchase price for selling them a defective animal. Because the Bakra let this go, and at this point, there's no recourse, the less of the Murray Dutari, he's not here anymore. At this point, they can't get a refund. He's Chayev not just the 500 that the animal is worth now, he's Chayev the full thousand. So you see that a Shomer can be Chayev more than the actual price of the property that was entrusted to his care, even though the goof of the Chayfetz is not worth that much. And the Hezek is only, and, and he didn't cause the animal to die, it's not his fault. The Hezek, he says, never, it's mamish like Maradin al-Shulchani. The dinar itself is worth nothing or worth very little. Nevertheless, we hold the Shulchani liable for the full amount of the damage, he says, because at the end of the day, the client suffered a much larger damage than the value of a bad dinar. He suffered the, the damage of the value of a good dinar, he says. So that's the, that's the halacha that applies in both these cases, that when, that when he accepted the, the, duty to, uh, to, to the duty of care, he's chayev as a shomer, even if, the, even if the thing itself wasn't worth that much, still the Gemara calls it Dina Degarmi, he explained, somehow because since the headache didn't happen to the actual property entrusted to your care, that's why we need to come on to Dina Degarmi. But at the end of the day, the doctrine of Shomer, he says, it's, it's a doctrine of Shomer that applies here, and the doctrine of Shomer can apply even beyond the actual property entrusted to your care. If because of your carelessness, the owner of the property, the, the person who made you a custodian, suffers a larger loss than the maximum value of the property entrusted to your care, and it was foreseeable, obviously, 
then you're still chayev. That's a tremendous chiddush of the Avner Nezer. He brings a riot to this from the Rashba. The Rashba also talks about the, the case of money changing, and the Rashba says, the Rashba Shita is that even Bishar their potter, most we showed him say chayev if it's Bishar, the Rashba says potter, because it's an onus gummer and a shomer sachar's potter for onus. Shomer sachar, the Avner says, what, what Shomer here? They, he's a mazik, and if you say he's potter because they're experts and they know everything, so they're an onus. So then, then even Mitzchar the potter. Why does Rashi have to bring in Shomer? Says Avnezer again because the Dine Shomer apply here as well, even though the dinar turned out to be bogus. But if the since you since, since you you took responsibility for doing right by the client, if a Shomer Sacher would be chayav ba'onsim, then you'd be a Shomer Sacher and you'd be chayav. The Rashi has to say Shomer Sacher is chayav potter ba'onis. But the basic idea that Avnezer derives from all these Rishonim is that the Dine Shomer can apply even in these cases where the property entrusted to your care was not worth all that much, but if the owner of the property, the person who entrusted it to your care, suffers a loss, you're chayef for that. If you could have avoided that by taking proper care, you're chayef for that. Again, he returns to the point of the Devere Cheskel, he says the Riva. The Riva says that when you deal with property entrusted to your care, that you must ask Litovas Palamamon and Brishus Palamamon, there's no din mazik at all. The only, the only uh, mechanism left to chayef of you is mazik. So how are you chayef Maradin Lashulchani Bishar? There's no din mazik because you're, you're doing it for a shus and l'tavaso, and you're potter b'chinams because you're an onus, and so why you chayev b'schar? It must be that there's a din shomer here. That you, according to the Riva, the only paradigm left to chayev you is shomer, so it must be the shomer applies to maradin l'shulchani. We find a similar idea in the different Malkiel. The different Malkiel is discussing an insurance agent. Insurance agent collect premiums from a customer, He's supposed to enter them into the into the, the book, the books of the company, as premium paid, and policy is now in effect. The the person was buying fire insurance. He paid part of the premium in the different Malkiel's case, but the, the agent told him it's fine, that 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 it's it, it's acceptable. The agent neglected, it's not clear why, but the agent neglected, he forgot. He said he forgot. He forgot to write it down into the company's books, and the house burned down, and the company is not honoring the policy. The company is not Jewish, that presumably they're not coming to a dintara, but the fellow wanted to sue be Tovea the agent, Al Pidin. The agent was a Jew, and he wanted to be Tovea the agent for malpractice, for not registering his policy. So the different Malkiel discusses various approaches to the question of whether there's a Chiv or not. He, he begins by saying you can't call him a Mazik the agent because he didn't damage the house. The house, he couldn't, he's not a fireman, he couldn't have saved the house from getting burned down. All he could have done was ensured, Garrett was, was made sure that he would get compensation for the house. That's like Manias Arevach. You could have profited. You could have gotten money from the company. That's not Hezek, he says. He calls that Manias Arevach. So, Yamazik, you're not, he says. But he says, wait, maybe he says, maybe we can Maybe we can say you're a Shomer because you're getting paid for this. He's certainly getting paid for this, he says. And he's Pasheya. And a Shomer is Chayev, even for Hezek that he didn't do. That, that he didn't do a dayim, he wasn't even a grama, like the Tuashar says, that the, that the Din Shomer is, is certainly not constrained by the rules of Mazik Biyadayim and grama, and so on. And he says, however, it's not so simple, because he's really an agent of the company, not an agent of the client, and he goes back and forth on this question. But I'll call upon him, it seems from the different Malkiel, like the Avnei that he also understood that the, that, the, that the model of Shomer can apply even to someone who's not entrusted with any actual property. The, the agent didn't have custody of the house, the house is Karka anyway, Shomer Mar Potter for, uh, for, 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 for Karkos, even Pshia, going to some Rishonim. It, he certainly can't, it, it, certainly, it certainly doesn't sound like he's saying you're a Shomer on the house, but th- this is like the idea of the Avnezer, that the, 
that when, when you have custodial responsibilities to someone, even if the actual property, like the diner in the case of the Maradin Lashulchani, is not worth anything, you're not a shomer on the house here, but nevertheless, if you have a, a contractual relationship with somebody else, and due to your negligence he comes to harm, the Avin Ezer and the different Malkiel are both arguing that there is liability as a shomer, even though there's no actual property that's, uh, that, that you were a shomer on that's suffering a real loss. If he has a loss because of your negligence, you're chayim. So the Tvoshar already said this idea with regard to a shochet, that the liability is not mazik but shomer, but there it's much easier to understand. There he actually has a behemoth, and he's chayim for the damage to the behemoth. In these cases, Maradin Lashulchani, the Avin Ezer's case of the Bakra, of the shepherd, the different Malkiel's case of the house, we have, a, we, have, we have what seems to be a tremendous chiddush, that even though there's no actual property that we can say you are a shomer and you're responsible for damage to this property that was entrusted to your care, the property wasn't worth anything, no property was entrusted to his care. Nevertheless, if you have a contractual relationship with somebody else, you do have shomer responsibilities, and if due to your negligence, the client, uh, your client, your, uh, the person who gave you custody, suffers a foreseeable loss due to your negligence, then you're chayev, even if the conditions of mazik and dina de garmi are not met.